Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> whichever order I'm doing that in. Welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. It is so nice to be here, especially as we are in between seasons. It's Chantel here. Hi, Nat. Oh, sorry. I was getting ready to introduce myself. It's Natalie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. How are you, babes? Do you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's just another yeah. Monday night episode recording. Um, yeah, I'm good. Nice, nice, nice. So, I've just said we are in between seasons, so it's not a usual episode. We've come here to talk about it. We've come here to talk about it. Um, and today, we're going to be discussing Dawn Butler's dismissal from Parliament last week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just for a brief recap. Um, so, during the course of last week, Dawn Butler was at a debate at the House of Commons. And she was talking about Boris Johnson specifically, um, the comments he's made in relation to the vaccine and also in relation to people dying from COVID and escalating of being infected in COVID and then being um, admitted into hospital. And basically, I don't want to get too technical because we want to talk about what's happened rather than the specific detail. But she basically called Boris Johnson a liar which is technically against the parliamentary committee rules in terms of how MPs are meant to speak to and address each other. But she called Boris Johnson a liar. She provided evidence that he hadn't been told the truth and she was, hadn't told the truth about this specific issue. And um, she was asked by the Speaker of the House of Commons to leave. And so um, we just wanted to talk about it because it's just interesting that you can be a black woman at work you can be doing the right thing. And as Shan says, it's like the punishment is technically worse than the offence. So, um, yeah, I don't know. For me personally, it's always a difficult one for me because we're never ever, as individuals, any single one of us ever going to be perfect. And um, perfection should never be expected from anyone. But it's just interesting to see how these rules play out, but also interesting to see how they play out in regards to certain demographics and certain people and how the rules can always be applied, even if there is some justification for a particular route of of a course of action to a certain demographic, whereas another demographic, we can be understanding, we can let things slide and, you know, we can be patient. Do Do you see where I'm going with that, Sean? Yeah, I mean, there are, you know there's a few layers to this. And first of all, I do have to openly commend um, Dawn Butler because over the last year we have spoken about what it means to be an activist at work. Um, I'm not sure if we've done, I don't think we have, but, you know, we've alluded to what it means to whistleblow and things like that and I know this isn't the same but I commend her because it is it is brave to stand up in the way that she did and she was asked to withdraw and she categorically said I will not withdraw because I'm telling the truth and I think you know aside from like black women working it just it just demonstrates how much in plain sight these people will be doing the most to do the wrong and not address it because the most to do the wrong. Now, the wait, the yeah. most to do the wrong. I like it. Yeah, no, I yeah, they do the most to do the wrong because all now, what to me, right? 
if I was if I was the, the speaker or whatever Shaniam is in the House of Commons, I would have acknowledged that there is a line of inquiry that needs to be investigated, but you've broken the rules. Nobody, because at the end of the day, like we're not here to defend, we're not here to defend her. Like there are rules in the House of Commons, believe it or not, for all the brawling and the, the shouting that we hear. But she was, Dawn Butler was removed because she used language that is not allowed. You're not allowed to use, whatever well I don't, I don't I wouldn't even refer to it as derogatory but you're not allowed to use the word liar in particular um so I'm not here to defend that but what I am saying is it's so interesting to witness when wrong is put forward in your face in plain sight and that's not the thing that's being acknowledged the thing that's being acknowledged is yeah. you used language that's not allowed to be used basically and I think for me the reason I kind of like you commend her is because they pulled her up on it and she kind of had a clear opportunity to say actually I'll change my language and it was an opportunity for us to kind of witness her saying no I won't because I know that I'm right and we always have those positions whether it be at work about a point or about something that's happened where we can actually stand up and say do you know what, to be honest, no, I, I think I'm right and actually back yourself. And I think in an MP situation, it's slightly different because you're doing it in front of in front of everyone. And it's, it's something that is so important. So for me personally, the fact that the step one that she even had the courage to actually say, do you know what, I've, I hear what you're saying, but I'm still going to stand my ground. That in and of itself is just such a strong example to to a lot of us and that the fact that she was able to say okay look if you want to remove me like remove me that is kind of nice to see that confidence and nice to see what see another black woman back herself professionally like that and then the, the fact that she's kind of continued to say I'm not going to turn away from what I said I'm not going to retract I'm not going to you know backpedal I said what I said and I think this is right and I'm going to push forward for it. And I, to me, I, I don't know if I could do that. I really don't know if I could do that. Yeah. And I did say to you, like, when we said, let's talk about it, that, you know, the whole Petra threat came to mind. Yeah. Um, because we know, we know that black people, far less black women underrepresented, underrepresented in leadership and in parliament. And... <clears throat> I can't help, I know I did it before, but I can't help but recall um, my, my auntie, Sharon Atkins, who in the very early stages of the formation of the Labour Party, or at least having represent, sorry, representation of Black people in the Labour Party, called out some nonsense and we never heard her name again, yeah, exactly. ever, right? Yeah. So it's, it also brings to light, to me, this idea that it's okay to tick a box but when you have to accept this person for all that they are and all of their truths and yes I am going to call out nonsense because Dawn Butler represents a number of marginalized groups in society um and so she she's doing a big job to make the call out and my not concern but my only reservation is what next because either 
they draw a line underneath this and it's like okay it, it's very black and white this is what you did and this isn't allowed full stop mm-hmm. or we now witness her downfall yeah. but I don't know if we will because look at Auntie Diane Diane's forever Auntie Diana but it's forever getting trolled and whatnot but she stands so stands consistently I mean I think that because Dawn has been so so vocal about why she did what she did and there's a clear principle behind it I don't think that this marks any type of form of downfall and I think because she she had the facts and she she genuinely believed in what she was saying and I feel like her heart was in the right place it's actually endeared a lot more people to her than if she turned around and actually doubled down and said oh I I didn't mean to call him a liar or you know and I sometimes I just like sometimes thinking about this I wondered like if she would have backpedaled that will probably have had more of a negative impact than her being um how do you say than than her actually being removed from the house comments I do think the the thing that I'm not happy with is kind of the fact that the Labour Party have absolutely said like nothing. No one's come out to. No, Keir Starmer came out today. Did he come out? Okay, cool. four days. Four days later, though. Yeah, this is the thing, I, and it hasn't really made that many rumbles because I've been doing research and like reading just to get the facts straight about what she was talking about, what issues she was relating to, and I haven't really seen anyone talk about what he said. It seems like most of the discussion has already happened, and he's like. He's come to the party when the DJ's winding down and people are clearing away the plates and the plastic cups, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I, and this is the thing, like, how complicit even the opposition can be in witnessing the wrongdoing. So it's like, in that moment that she stood up, for all the rowdiness that we see in Parliament, nobody piped up. Nobody piped up. Nobody, nobody. And I mean, I just, for me, it's kind of like, the thing that I admire about it is that she, she does need people to stand and support her. And I think other people have come out and, and supported her and she, she's had that support to, enlip, to, en, to what seems to be a, a nice level, whether that's adequate, whether that reflects what she's going through like mental health wise, whether that reflects what she would get if she was a different color, or I don't want to go into that too much, but is it enough? Is it, is it, is it enough? Or, is there, or, or are some people kind of thinking, well, you know, I don't need to say anything because Dawn's a strong woman because she's done and she's done a video afterwards, you know, expressing how she feels or she's turned around and she's she's back in her constituencies and she's back doing work. Um, I don't know. And I think the it's only- not enough. It's not enough. And. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I actually haven't thought that far. I don't know what it what it requires from us, what it requires from her colleagues, what it requires from leadership. Like, you know, did the Conservatives even stand up and acknowledge what happened? I, I, I'm, to be fair, I'm a little bit behind now. But, you know, what does it mean for us to stand behind, stand behind her? What does it mean? Like, that's a, that's a real question. Because it's not, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, she's not the only person to ever call out nonsense. But for a black woman to do it, for me, 
she's not just like, yeah, I've got my seat at the table and I'm just going to humble, humble, quiet, quiet and, and, you know, maintain my place here. You know, I know she's not putting her profession on the line. And although the headlines seem that way when you see them to say, oh, she got removed from the House of Parliament. It, it's it's a formality, to be fair. She's not losing her job. Yeah. But um, I just, I don't remember a time when I've seen someone like me stand up in Parliament in the way that she did, with all the facts, with all the articulation, with all the conviction, and then happily walk away and be like, cool then. And I feel compelled that like we, we have to stand. For that, we have to stand. Because she, it's not like, like you said, like her seat at the table is not, is not cemented. And there are a lot of things about politics, as with all workplaces and all different industries and how offices and certain businesses and companies work, that there are lots of nuances that we will, as outsiders, people not part of that business, not working in part of that industry, will never fully understand. And while it can look like, you know, the public are behind her, we don't know what that looks like internally in Labour select committee meetings. We don't know what that looks internally in her day-to-day life in Parliament. And so while we can be like, oh, they told her to leave the House of Commons, but she can come back again and it's not that big of a deal, that's just us making assumptions about about what it means to be in parliament in an environment that we've never been in. So, so how can we possibly know? And I mean, for me personally, when I saw it, I was just like, yo, I can't believe she did that. Is she gonna be okay? Is that the right thing to do? All of those kind of natural apprehensions when it comes to us saying, actually, no, this is right. Or yes, this is, sorry, no, this is wrong. Yes, this is right. This is the route we should take. And like being so definitive and forthright in your opinions and your, your stance, um, I had nerves around that personally, like, was that the right thing to say? Was that the right thing to do? Be okay. Yeah, because, yeah. Go on, sorry. I was going to say, like, that's the natural reaction. Because something like that happens to be, you know, to be afraid for that person. Yeah, because with Sharon Atkins, sorry to bring her up again, but what happened was she was not allowed to stand for election at the next polls and from that moment we didn't see her so also we have a long game to play to see to see what this actually looks like for her career yeah exactly I'm I think it looks I think it is is positive and I and I hope to see that that she is rewarded for being so confident and I don't even say confident just being courageous because I don't want to say I really don't want to use that word strong because I think that word is just just so trash and it's and it's quite manipulative in terms of like you know she's had to do all of this extra have extra strength and be extra bold and that's why I'm asking about like okay people are engaging with her and supporting her on social media but what does that mean for her in her day-to-day life but what does that mean for her in terms of how she even worries about her own career as an individual because I can kind of understand that having those concerns you know what I mean but for me personally I'm looking at and I'm thinking you know I'm hoping that taking that stand works out for her and actually fortifies her as a name because I knew who she was before this happened this is not like the first time I'm hearing about her but I'm hoping that 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 people sit up and take and take note that this is someone who's willing to call out the prime minister um and to stand I wonder I really really wonder if this is the beginning of 
um what's your name of do sorry <laughs> of, <laughs> of dawn butler saying she about to create a movement yeah i wonder i wonder if she's it i i i mean she spoke fact for fact so quite to be quite frank she's doing her job as the opposition yeah. but i wonder if somewhere in her soul she is like i'll take all repercussions because i'm leading the march yeah yeah honestly i mean i mean, don't bother you are welcome to join us on a conversation and let us know what it means to be a black woman working in leadership of the country well she's not in leadership but in a position of power real well very real real power in the country i'd love to i'd love to have a conversation so call out to dawn butler mp come join the black women working yeah i said it well, i think what is it did, when you see things like this happen i always wonder like you know you can't be what you can't see and stuff when you see things like this happening how does it make you feel about how you communicate your own needs or you communicate on points of policy of decisions that are being taken that type of thing how does that make you feel does it have an impact in your career does it does it inspire you or is it just kind of like mm, you know okay so let's so let's so let's think about us as black women working right and i we will share the clip of um dawn butler what i took away from that is there's nothing you can say like she was removed on the grounds of using the word liar because of whatever their sort of constitution around etiquette etiquette in that place is right but if you listen to everything she said and you know we always say come with your receipts now pull out the receipts there was nothing subjective I felt what she said because what she said affected a lot of people and communities that I reside within that I know right but there was nothing emotional or subjective about what she had to say and do you know it was almost like she was prepared for the she was prepared for the challenge because she was she was warned you will be removed unless you refrain and she didn't repeat what she said she didn't start of course she knows what being in parliament is about so it wasn't a surprise for her but if you just listen to the way she articulated the points that she had to make so clear so concise so factual like for me that said this is how you stand up for yourself in these spaces exactly yeah yeah this is how you stand that's what I learned as in I would I would literally if I was in a position where I had to put forward a challenge or whatever, I would watch that clip again just to remind me of how I need to take up space in that moment. And I, I'd tell everybody, watch the clip. If you're going to learn about what it means to communicate what you need to say, knowing that you may face backlash, knowing that you are going to be challenged, but knowing that you want to stand in your truth, you need to watch that clip. Yeah. forget the content yeah yeah because it, the speaker actually asked her twice to change her statement so it wasn't just once it was twice and at both times she had an opportunity to take a bow and to bow out and she actually said no I know I'm right I've got my facts 
I've got my statistics. I've got the evidence. And she further developed them each time. She was like, bro, so you want me to add an example to this and another example? Like, she didn't repeat her first point. She came back with more information each time. No, I respect it. I really respect it. Completely. For me, when I looked here, I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling that. Like, I'm, I, I did, yeah, it's a delivery. I did, feel, I did feel encouraged. I was kind of like, yeah, you can speak up for yourself. And it's okay when you have the facts to, to stand in your opinions and, and to actually to have to put some skin in the game because I find so many times people don't want to put skin in the game and I understand because the whole anxiety comes around being wrong or maybe you said a fact and it wasn't 110% right and it gets misconstrued and I just it, it just reminded me of the benefit of being really concise and really direct and really specific about what you're saying and not needing to butter it up and have flowery language and say oh but possibly what I meant instead of liar was possibly this or I can change that word and she's like no I don't care I'm right he's a liar he's and we and to be fair the reason she probably gets so much support is because we all agree with her like we all agree. everybody I've had one person a person social media this is it this is it and if you don't agree with her you're still you're still marinate you're still letting her points marinate is in you're now presented with a truth that you hadn't considered mate yeah and I think it goes to show as well that like we do have these situations where we have white men who sound a certain way look a certain way and manage to fit themselves into a very kind of certain aesthetic in terms of you know they're just like a posh lad or just innocent and just I don't comb my hair and I'm just you know I'm just here and I'm I'm just getting things done and and I, I find when you can can slip certain people into that aesthetic they get allowed they're allowed to get away with so much and they're given so much grace as being part of that that group and inherently given so much trust that they don't deserve and nine times out of ten they don't earn so it really is interesting for me to see someone who forms a group that has I would say a, a totally opposite experience in terms of nine times out of ten the stereotypes and the assumptions around people from that from Dawn Butler's grouping so that being black being female are not to be trusted and that the facts need to be checked again and again and that the statistics need to be checked again and again and what you say needs to be verified it's nice to see her actually say i know you guys are giving boris johnson jonathan boris johnson <laughs> but i'm gonna call him out and i know that it's not it's not implicit in you to trust or to respect what someone like me says but even though i'm gonna stand in that so now i did feel it kind of, at first I felt afraid. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, freaking hell, sis, what does this mean? But from reflection, like, I feel really fortified and I feel like, yeah, I'm going to speak my truth. And when I've got facts upon facts, I'm going to go for it. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. And <laughs> <laughs> it? It's good. But anyway, good. we are coming to the end of that. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. yeah. It's been nice just to chew the fat on this one because... There wasn't really going to be kind of much debate from my perspective as to whether she did the right thing, because I feel like, yeah. she, and I think for me, it's just that kind of adoration that she was able to do that on such a public forum and she was able to take a risk based in her truth. And it's so nice to see that pay out. Mm. She's, 
behaved in an authentic way and a truthful way to herself and it's actually quite refreshing I know it's only early days yet it's refreshing to see that in the short term paying off if that makes sense so yeah there is nothing I can say apart from that literally I actually feel really elated from this conversation like I feel empowered and happy like this is this feels like a real celebration of a black woman working like most definitely you know what I don't I don't feel like I often can say oh who my role models are or not but I think in this moment I have truly like a role model has been given to me and it makes me especially happy because often we leave an episode saying and so that's that like take it those are the facts it's still a bit shit but we move and today just feels really really uplifting I like it it's it's a nice end it's a nice end to to our days and it's just nice to see someone taking the action who we all really want to take we all really want to take those actions we had those moments in our careers where we wish we would have taken that action it's so nice to see that you know pay off and not you know mm. to someone's career being torpedoed because they've actually you know mm. obviously only been four or five days since it happened so you know but um mm. it's sweet right now sweet like that, yeah ma'am yeah it's sweet right now <laughs> I think that's the ep- that's the name of the episode, babe. So um yeah, I think that's the end of this episode. It's sweet right about now. Um as always, you can reach out to us by email on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Our Instagram, our Twitter, all social media is bwwk and our website is blackwomenworking. Is it dot com? Dot com. Dot com perfect but yeah as always tell a friend to tell a friend we've got a new season coming out to keep your ears to the ground we're gonna have snippets and tidbits and things you to get interest involved in yeah we might have a few tre- we might actually have a few treats before season five who knows he loves to spot I, I heard we outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, speak, we'll speak to you guys soon take it easy and have a blessed day Bye. Bye.